when you're too cheap to go to the library. The look inside this book club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. These aren't headphones. What are these? Microphone <laughs> clips. Microphone clips. Hi. Hi. How are you? You're back. It's been a while since we've done this, and clearly, once again, I've forgotten how. Oh. <laughs> this being this podcast. This podcast, yeah. Right. Um, well, we read a book. Okay. And by read a book, I mean we don't read a book. So we sit and quiet, sustained silent reading. We sit and we each read our, our favorite <laughs> it book. Is so it's like people just love to listen to the sound of our silence together. It's like a John Cage or a, a Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Um, so if you we were Simon tea, and Garfunkel. Yeah. Who'd be Simon? Who'd, who'd be Garfunkel? Be Simon, who'd I'm be definitely Gar- Garfunkel. Really? You think so? Oh, yeah. You think it's the opposite? I don't know. Like, what does Gar? What does a Garfunkel do? He's just more. Ta- I feel bad. Like, I, I feel like every time someone asks that, like Garfin- Garfunkel, Garfunkel, <laughs> Garfunkel, I can feel like like a little tremor in the universe. Like, oh, someone's underappreciating Garfunkel. Oh, again. interesting. No, right? I think he's the 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 silent giant who really runs the whole duo. Okay, yeah, he's a silent giant. Yeah. He doesn't even sing harmonies or anything. He's literally no, silent. just silent. Okay. But the thing that's weird is that when you ask that question, I immediately imagine myself taller than you. You think, oh, yeah, because Paul Simon is short, right? Right. But, so probably Garfunkel is taller. We don't know. A lot know, taller. It, have you, I don't know if I've seen a picture of, of Simon and Garfunkel standing up. I've never been to a Simon and Garfunkel oh, no, they're, concert. Oh, no, they're very different heights. Okay. Hold on. I'm, I'm Googling right, you, a photo. You do that. So. While you do that, I want to tell you about uh, what I've been up to. I was uh, I was in uh, Los Angeles, California, oh, yeah, uh, and I went Why? to uh, the possibly the nation's only romance only bookstore, uh, Seriously? the Ripped Bodice in Culver City, California. It's called Ripped Bodice. It is a fantastic store. The staff is so great. The the selection is awesome. I sat and read romances for like an hour. And uh, and I bought uh, <gasps> what I bought uh, a great book that I recommend, "Sweet Filthy Boy" by uh, Litbic alum Christina Lauren, who uh, wrote the Unhoneymooners, which was episode one. You actually bought a and book. I, fin- I finished it, Becky. You may have it if you're interested. It's got a lot of straight sex in it. <laughs> well, wait, I didn't realize that this is like a legal for to, us to do this to <laughs> buy an actual book. Oh, oh I see. Use money. And read the whole thing. I would describe it as barely legal. (laughs) Um, We have to take a quick time out for technical difficulties. We'll be right back. Great. I can't get online. Oh. I can't believe you bought a book. Matthew, do you read romance novels sometimes? Yes, often. Really? Yes, I like romance. Okay, you're all set. But you don't read any of the ones that we actually read together? No, why would I do that? Like if you liked it as it was, you know. Have there been any ones we've read together that I liked? I guess there have. Are you being recorded? Yeah. You should tell me. I had no idea. <laughs> so So anyway, invasive. so the, the Ripped Bodice in Culver City, California, highly recommended. Oh, I love that. Um, and yeah, so uh, should we read a book? We should, but first I want to show you this picture of Simon Garfunkel. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot all about Simon Garfunkel. Sorry. <laughs> Garfunkel's hair is partially why he's so much taller. Okay, yeah, right, because he's got like a mop of blonde hair, right? It's, it's a f- absolute fro, standing straight up on end, but this shows you a little bit of their height difference. Okay. 
Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I'm sure the listeners can appreciate that. Visual. That's a good picture <laughs> with the shadows. Uh huh. All good right. Um, I also have a picture to show you because I picked this week's book mainly because of the cover. Oh my God. So the book is The Inn at Holiday Bay, Haunting in the Hallway by Kathy Daly. And I think I I was like searching for a Halloween romance, and Jesus. I don't know if this book is romance, and I don't know if it's Halloween. It just has the word haunting in the title. But there's the cutest three animals on the front. That oh. have been photoshopped onto a background. <laughs> well, the cat, so the dog on the left is a Newfie, a Newfoundland, notably... Okay. Famously huge animals. I rode one like as Garfunkel size. I rode one as a like like it was a horse when I was a child. What? Seriously, that doesn't sound like very nice. It was amazing to think to do to a dog. I was like, it's so big. I barely yeah, even okay. noticed I was on its back. That's anyway, fair. the cat next to it is half the size of the Newfoundland, which is like a Not... cat being half the size of a horse. Right. And <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. We should post and, that on our oh, Facebook yeah. page. That's that's funny. Cause we should. Um, I mean, we always post we always post the the. You're right. Cause like, and it's, if you think about it, like a house cat is like kind of the, the largest cat that you, that you can encounter that won't kill you. Oh, so like, like a th- if you, if you run into something a little bit bigger than a house cat, that's a cat, it'll kill you. Like a, oh. you know, a, I guess not a bobcat won't kill you, but well, I don't know. I maybe. Don't, do you know what you're saying? No, <laughs> I was I was trying, but, but I, I mean, mean, is this like, some like thing you read like, on like some child's like bu- like animal facts page? It, yes, on a, <laughs> I love reading a child's animal facts page, and this is one of the facts that I made up. <laughs> but I mean, like okay. a like a jaguar is not that big, but it will dispatch you very efficiently. I think. <laughs> I think you should keep talking because it's hilarious, and not for the reasons you think it is. <laughs> Okay, let's read this book, um, which I I don't even know if I've looked at the text of the book. Rain poured down. (laughs) You're off to a a winning start. Rain Rain poured into the fjord. Mm. Maybe, you know, um, I know I love interrupting right before you get even into the first sentence, but I I do it too. At the pantry um, where I teach, uh, we've started a new routine for some of us where we do... pre-teaching stretches, thinking it will help like loosen up our bodies and give us a fresh frame of mind. Sure. Anyway, it's, it's, it's ironically done, and we have fun. And mm-hmm. last night, we got busted by the students starting to file in while oh. we, all, we were all doing arm circles and like dramatic lunges. And, and anyway, the students just all left they're just like <laughs> demanded a refund. No, they walked in the door, and we were like, we're getting ready to do the job we do for you. <laughs> they're and, just like, uh, we're so okay. confused. <laughs> anyway, um, I was wondering if, uh, because of your your uh, start where your tongue got twisted up yeah. in, in your mouth parts if we should do some sort of pre-lipic yeah like stretching so i like like lip lip pick lit lit i think if we did if we did pre-show mouth stretching like it would be the thing you least want to see me do of like all of the things I, just, I could possibly do. I just do, saw right? a nanosecond of it and right. I, I, I've decided this is a horrible, <laughs> see, horrible I idea. I knew it. At least I knew, right? <laughs> you went like this, you're like, no. Rain poured down. <laughs> no, you didn't look at me when I did it. <laughs> rain, no. Rain poured down from the inky black sky as I watched Chief of Police Colt Wilder leverage his mm. shovel into the saturated earth. Colt. Colt, good romance name. Very strong. And then leverage his leverage shovel. Leverage his shovel. What are we talking about? His dick. (laughs) In hindsight, it might have been a good idea to wait until after the storm had passed to check out the theory I'd been mulling over in my mind since I'd learned of Wesley Hamilton's disappearance. 
The heir to the bank of Holiday Bay had last been seen heading toward his car in the lot behind the bank 10 days before. In the time since his disappearance, no one had been able to figure out what had become of the man, and even now, all I had to explain the fact that he seemed to have vanished into thin air was an idea born in my imagination. An idea, I reminded myself, that was most likely nothing more than a meaningless whim based on a fantasy I'd cooked up while writing my first thriller all those years ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot... Well, a lot on the one hand, there's not a lot going on. Another, on the other hand, I like that they've established what the mystery is, like just right there on the first page. Mm-hmm. Wesley Hamilton has disappeared, and we're going to find him. Okay. The heir to the what was that? The Bank of Holiday Bay. That's that's what gave me pause there. Wait, what? Like, what does it mean to be the heir to the bank? No, that that for sure, okay. but also the Bank of Holiday Bay. Well, it's like the one bank in their town. Okay, it just sounds funny. It does. No, yeah. no, it's, it's it's a dumb name for a bank. Yeah. Although, like, because I I work in uh, in the financial sector, <laughs> like I've noticed that like there's a there's a trend for credit unions to be switching their names from like you know the the Colorado Springs Community Credit Union to like Varina Credit Union or like you know some like completely made up word. They did paid. you say Farina Medical? <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to be. I said Varina because oh, it was the Farina. first made up word that came to mind. But it has to be like something that sounds dynamic that was made up by one of these naming companies and yeah. means absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. Let's and they see if we all can... sound the same. Let's see if we can come up with three more just okay. off the cuff. Uh, uh, Prospera. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Shenanga. <laughs> I think that I think that sounds too, too not dynamic enough to like something you would say when you get really excited about <laughs> disco dancing. Okay. Um, uh, Shazorpy. I don't think Shizorpy. I. I don't yeah. think I've gotten this game I, I don't, down. I don't know if you got the touch. No. I think. I think we're gonna have to hire a different agency. Okay. Uh, Valerius. Okay, I like that. Okay. Yeah, because it's got it. It usually it often has like something that sounds a word that sounds like vaguely money related smushed into it. It's and like, Valerius sounds like, like it. It sounds more like venereal to me. Like yeah, I was gonna say like true green, but that sounds more like a like a cleaning product. Oh okay. True Green. I mean, I think these naming companies are, are really earning their keep because apparently this is harder than we thought. Um, we should hire a naming company to come up with a new name for our podcast that doesn't mean anything but is just like a word that makes people want to listen to our podcast more. We will pay you. Mm-hmm. We'll pay you. No, like, that's the name of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Free beer podcast. (laughs) Have you found anything? I called into the darkness, straining to be heard over the roar of wind, rain, and the occasional clap of thunder way off in the distance. Not yet. Maybe we should come back another time, I suggested, as a gust of wind whipped my soaking wet hair across my eyes. Colt futilely wiped the rain pouring from the brim of his hat away from his face. Colt futilely. That's his name, Colt futilely. (laughs) Futilely. Not a good name for a financial... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Futil Credit Union. Can I help you? (laughs) You wanted to check out the gravesite, so we're checking out the gravesite. Besides, we're already soaked to the skin. Wait, what? The guy disappeared, so they're checking out a gravesite? Yeah. But they've they've leapt uh, over a couple steps there. Well, maybe... What do you mean? They're going to unearth, exhume... They're going to exhume. Exhume credit That's union. a great credit yes. union. <laughs> like, we're going to exhume the, the the value that you didn't know you had. Exhume. It's like Zoom. It's, it's got like, the zippy, it's got zoom it's got the zippy it. yes. thing going on. It's like extra Zoom. <laughs> exhume. Besides, we're already soaked to the skin. No use going back before we find what we came for. 
At the time I'd made the, ex- the decision to call Colt to suggest this excursion, it had seemed like a good idea. Sure, it had been raining lightly at that point, and I knew that following through with my intuition was going to mean getting wet. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd lived in my, my life in a town where it rained often, so no one could say that Abby Sullivan was afraid of a little precipitation. Oh, nobody is saying that. <laughs> do, you, do you know anybody who's afraid of a little precipitation? No. I, I mean, a cat. I guess my cat is afraid of a little precipitation, but not any humans I know. Of course, I'd suggested this particular course of action before the wind had blown in from the sea, causing what had seemed like a good good idea to end up as an act of insanity. I really think we should go, I tried again. I can hear thunder off in the distance, and you're holding a metal shovel. I turned slightly to steady myself in the gale force wind. She's still talking about his dick. (laughs) Hang on a minute. I might have found something. I nodded, despite the fact that they're... Wait, they're digging up a grave site. When they say grave site, like, a grave site may or may not, like, have a something buried in it, right? Like a cemetery? Well, but like if it's a grave site, that could mean they just that it's like a site where they haven't buried a coffin yet? Maybe? I don't know how that word is used. Mm, right. I think it could be pre or post body. Okay. I nodded despite the fact that there was no way that Colt, who was standing in the hole he dug, would be able to see me. My breath caught as I watched him remove several more shovelfuls of wet earth and set them aside. We'll all be, he exclaimed in his deep baritone voice. We'll all be. We'll all be. Did you find him? Colt looked up and grinned in my direction. Who would have thought that a man who had been missing for 10 days would finally be found buried in his own grave? What? I don't know. This is so dumb. (laughs) I had to admit I was as shocked as Colt seemed to be. Sure, it was my idea to dig up the grave in the first place, but I couldn't say that I actually believed we'd find the guy there. (laughs) My suggestion that Wesley Hamilton might be buried in the gravesite reserved for him by his father before he died was no more than a hunch. A hunch, it turned out, that apparently was based in reality. This is the dumbest thing ever. No sense. It's not a hunch. It's actually, there's a sign post mm-hmm. on it saying this is where the that body but, will be. But at the same time, like if somebody goes missing and there wasn't a funeral, probably they're not. Yeah, oh, I see. Someone didn't bother burying them in their own gravesite. So this is actually a pretty wacky premise if you think about it. Uh, I'm hooked. Okay. Want to play a game? Sure. So um, this uh, this book is in a series. Uh, this installment is called The Inn at Holiday Bay, Haunting in the Hallway. <laughs> but uh, there are several other books in the series, and I uh, also made some up. So I want you to see if you can figure out which ones are real and which ones are fake. Are, I Mint, don't... are Mint Milano's on the line? Uh, no, nothing's on the line except... Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you just get me some cookies? No. Just, just... Wait, you actually you brought, just brought me. Brought you just brought you me candy. some cranky. Yeah. Bottom. I was in Mexico and I uh, we saw a candy in the aisle called Cranky. It's very good. We I bought think it's... eight of them because there's plenty of people we can give these to. Yeah, it's cho- I think it's chocolate covered cornflakes. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, in, the Inn at Holiday Bay boxes in the basement. <laughs> um, gosh, that's a hard one. I'm gonna say fake. Real. You uh, owe me cookies. No, that was not the agreement. <laughs> Message in the mantle. Fake. Real. Whoa. Mantle. Junk in the trunk. That's fake. Dumb, dumb. Note in the nutcracker. (laughs) I want to say fake, but I want to say real. Real. Okay. Skeletons in the closet. That's too on the nose. I'm going to say fake. It's fake. Pilgrim in the parlor. (laughs) Oh, I really want that to be real. Um... I'm going to say real. It's it's real. I don't think I would have come up with the word pilgrim. Pilgrim. <laughs> Friend in the foyer. It's dumb. I'm going to say fake. It's fake. <laughs> okay. 
you did it tell them, I by know, the way. I totally, yes, Can you I, feel it in I, your I lip? I felt it, yes. <laughs> and, and finally... I watched your face more than anything. And finally, nuts in the nut jar. <laughs> Definitely fake. Okay. <laughs> Especially after the nutcracker yeah. one. Nuts in the nut jar. So what now, I asked. I'm going to call in the crime scene guys before I do anything else. I need to stay here until they arrive, so I won't be able to, to leave to take you home. Maybe Georgia can come pick you up. I wish I had access to crime scene guys. Right. To clean up all my crime scenes. Yeah, because that's something you really need to call upon. Mm-hmm. I just well, thought of a new credit union, Auditful. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, how's, how's everyone's taxes going? <laughs> I was sure that Georgia Carter, my business partner, roommate, and best friend, would be happy to come for me, but I felt bad about leaving Colt standing alone in the rain, so I offered to stay. He thanked me, but indicated that it might be best if I wasn't found in the immediate area when the, when the crime scene unit arrived. I suppose he might be right, so I called Georgia and then went out to the street to wait. Oh, because, like, I guess not because she's necessarily like, implicated in the crime, but because you're not supposed to dig up a grave, yeah, I guess. Yeah, kind of illegal. It just occurred to me. Georgia arrived in her beat-up old truck with a travel mug of hot coffee and a warm blanket. Leave it to Georgia to think of the small touches that always made all the difference. One of the reasons she made such a good manager for the inn we ran was because of her caring nature and attention to detail. You look like a drowned rat, she said after handing me the blanket. The coffee is hot, so be careful, but a few sips should warm you right up. (laughs) I wish I had a friend like Georgia and that she was also good at crime scene cleanup. Right? Yeah. It's good to have that. Uh huh. Like when I say crime scene, mostly what I mean is like I spilled something on the rug or yeah, in the chair. It is a crime scene yeah. when, you, when you spill something. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the coffee and thanks for coming to get me. It looks like Colt is going to be a while. I can't believe Wesley Hamilton was actually buried in his own grave. When you suggested <laughs> it, I found the idea interesting, but I really wasn't expecting that you'd find him there. Thanks mm. for the thanks for the recap of the thing this that happened on the last page. Stupidest dialogue. Honestly, I was surprised as anyone. I took a sip of the coffee. I'm glad he has been found, but my heart is breaking for Kendall and Patrice. Gee whiz, golly gee. (laughs) Kendall Jared was Wesley's fiance, and Patrice Hamilton was his mother. Kendall was to marry Wesley at Christmas. Did they ID the body? It seems like they just, like... Fa- discovered Someone that there a was a body. in his forehead. Right, and, and now they're, well, <laughs> that's definitely him. So no coffin. Right. Right? I don't think so. They just like... Yeah, I think she's jumping, uh, yeah. leaping to conclusions. Right. Kendall, the fiancé and the mother, Kendall was to marry Wesley at Christmas and had been working on wedding plans for over a year, and Patrice had only recently lost her husband and was finally starting to get over that loss. Losing a fiancé would be tough, but to lose a son... <laughs> It really sounds like her fiancé is also her son. Son, right? <laughs> to lose a, a son was unbearable. I should know. I'd lost mine. Whoa, this is about to take a Whoa. very serious turn. Jonathan had been just an infant when he was ripped from my life by a drunk driver who had killed my husband, Ben, as well, while Wesley was well into his 20s or possibly even his early 30s. But I... Wait, what? What? Okay. Okay. I'm, so, okay. So her infant son and husband were killed by a drunk driver, and she's comparing this to the fact that Wesley, the the guy whose body they may or may not have just found in his own grave, was in his 20s or 30s. So maybe – so she's speculating about, like, I guess whether it would be worse to lose a son in their 20s or 30s than a baby. Okay. What, backing up, why does Wesley, this heir to the, the bank, bank of, of Holiday, Holiday Bay, Bay fortune, fortune yep. why does he have a gravesite already set out at, in his 20s? I think because his family is rich and they have like a family plot and like of like mausoleum and shit. I don't know. Oh yeah, we're uncovering the family plot right now. Uh-huh. Who killed Wesley? Remember yes. right? 
I think I think the re- part of the reason I thought that like his like he was the heir to the Bank of Holiday Bay is because it says like like when his parents die, he's just gonna get all the money in the bank. Oh, I see. <laughs> I just realized this, which is probably not how that works. I like the way that you really like saying heir to the Bank of Holiday Bay. It's really fun to it's say. Just... <laughs> like Bank of Holiday Bay is funny, heir to the bank is funny, <laughs> put all put together, it's gold. Uh, I know this will be hard on both women. Georgia agreed. You're right. This dialogue is primo. It's so bad. But this seems to me that the pa- but it seems to me that the past ten days of not knowing has to have been worse. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. I wonder who did it. Georgia turned onto the road that led to the country and we ran together. It seems a bold move to bury the guy right there in the family plot. Georgia was right. It was bold. And pretty dumb, actually. The fact that the killer had buried Wesley in the plot reserved for him indicated that he or she was someone who knew Wesley and or the Hamilton family. I had to bet that would narrow down Colt's suspect list considerably. Mm-hmm. Of course, Georgia continued, bobbing her head of blonde hair as she spoke. Bobbing her head she, of blonde hair. She's headbanging. It's a different bob rhythm than if you have brown hair, I've noticed. Yeah. It does seem as if Wesley has managed to make a lot of enemies during his short tenure as bank president. (laughs) Even his own mother was pretty fed up with the way he'd been running things. The list of local businesses shut down and families run out of their homes must be considerable by this point. (laughs) Oh my God, this is the part of the square we are naming all the suspects. It's not just dirt they were shoveling, it's also exposition. (laughs) I suspect it is from those lists that Colt will find the killer. Oh, I suspect. I I think it would be more... What were the reviews in this book? This oh, is they're, trash. They're good enough. Good enough to qualify for book club. Well, Look it up. What's this book? Haunting, I believe you. Haunting in the Hallway. Why isn't it called The Heir to the Throne of Holiday Bay? <laughs> the Throne. <laughs> I imagine you might be right. Emotions do seem to be running high when it comes to the public's general dissatisfaction with the bank. Has anybody ever, outside of like a PowerPoint, used the phrase general dissatisfaction in conversation? No. Never. I even heard the board of trustees had threatened to replace Wesley as president if he didn't harness his Scrooge-like tendencies a bit. Okay, wait, okay, hang on. First of all, no one gives a fuck about the bank board of trustees unless you're on it. Secondly, if he didn't harness his Scrooge-like tendencies a bit, that, like harness means like, like call upon them and use them, right? Right. Like she means rein in his Scrooge-like tendencies. Yes. Also, the... The bank board of trustees is not going to be upset that the bank president is being like too stingy. You're really upset about the like I'm, inner workings of this. Furious board. <laughs> about what is going on at the Bank of Holiday Bay. Like I have found my cause. Do you know what state this is in? Uh, ho- um, uh, ho- no. Holiday Stan. I don't know. <laughs> it's in Maine. I just read that. Oh, okay, great. It sounds it sounds Maine-ish. Could they do that? Replace Wesley? Yes, they could, because he's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so bitter. <laughs> his father did establish the bank, and he left it to his only son. I don't know the specifics, but the bank has stockholders, and even though Wesley owned a majority share, the board of trustees seems to wield a certain amount of power over the bank's activities. I don't know much, but here's all that I know, which is actually significant. Yes, and also, generally, the board of trustees does have quite a bit of power over mm-hmm. the company. <laughs> the rumors circulating around town about the board threatening to replace Wesley may have been nothing more than a hope, but in my mind, the very idea of having anyone other than a Hamilton at the helm. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton, Bay, Hamilton at the helm. Hamilton at the helm. 
seems to indicate just how unhappy everyone is. I, I might was, need to. I might need to take over reading this book. I think you're, I, like, you're descending into giggles. I wasn't sold on this book at all until we got to this st- intrigue at the bank, and now I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> because you're in the financial sector, as previously stated. Um, yeah, that's right. I work in the financial sector. A normal thing for people for, for someone to say, just like Not um, at all. What was the thing I just said? Uh, I don't think even YNAB budget software. I mean, it's it's loosely in the financial sector. It is, yeah, it's pretty loose. <laughs> we'll have to check with the board of it's, trustees about that. It's it's financial adjacent. Yeah, I suppose it wouldn't hurt to start a list of the people we know who had been negatively impacted by the bank's new policies. Georgia commented as she parked in front of our seaside cottage. As soon as we arrived home, I headed inside to take a hot shower while, while Georgia made a pot of tea. Mm. Since the inn had opened, we what settled- an insight! What an insight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Since the inn had opened, the way the thing about the list or the tea? I had an insight to take a hot shower. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the line, No, no, right? I headed inside. Oh, I thought you said I, I had, had an insight, insight to so, take yeah, a that hot sounds shower. Exactly the same. You're and right. And I was like, that's oh my such God. a bad line. We'd settled into the routine of sharing a pot of tea and discussing the comings and goings at the end of every day. That's a great tradition. Mm. Georgia was in charge of the day-to-day operations, but I owned the place and wanted to stay in the loop, so the routine had developed naturally. The routine <laughs> of talking about your day at the end of the day had developed naturally. Wow. As I shampooed my hair, I thought about the body in the cemetery. The idea of... <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. That's... The worst. I don't understand how this book has 140. It's five star. Uh huh. What? The idea of checking out Wesley's gravesite had come about as a result of the thriller I'd written years ago. In my story, which featured an agent from the FBI who had teamed up with a psychic to find a serial killer, the body of one of the victims had eventually been found buried in the grave the man had purchased for his own eventual use. I'm not sure what made me think of that while working on my current work in progress, but the idea had popped into my head and I'd gone with it. Still, the fact that Wesley had actually been buried in a grave marked for his own eternal rest was surprising, even to me. I mean, it was surprising to me a few pages ago, but now that it's been mentioned 700 more times, times, yeah. yeah. I have pumpkin cookies to go with the tea, Georgia informed me as I emerged from my bedroom wearing my pajamas and a warm robe. Tea and cookies sound perfect. I curled up on the sofa after setting my teacup on the table in in front of me. George's dog, Ramos, and my dog, Molly, were stretched out in front of the fire, but my cat, Rufus, jumped up onto the sofa and curled up in my lap. So who checked in and who checked out, and what do we know about the new arrivals? This is going to be very exciting. I bet you've been wondering the whole time who who checked in and who checked out of the inn. And I want to know how big this cat is. It's a 900-pound cat. Oh, Matthew just grabbed a secret water. Sneaking it away. The Osgoods checked out of Suite One today. Oh my Georgia God! Started. I've this, been waiting. This is going to be this paragraph is going to be like one of the the boring ass books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> While we'd named all the suites, we'd also numbered them for simplicity's sake. One being the one on the first floor, nope. two and three nope. on the second, nope. Please four stop. and five on the third, nope. leaving the attic suite as six. That was so smart of them to give numbers to the rooms at their hotel. <laughs> so annoying. This book is horrible. I'm sorry, Kathy Daly, if you're listening to this, congratulations because you're doing bang up job with your reviews. And so people, there's a market for this, so it's not personal. But man. I don't know. I feel like for me, you know how everybody like went to see the movie Cats and, and it was terrible, but they had a wonderful time because it was so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is my cats. This is your cats. All right. Mm-hmm. We don't have anyone arriving for that suite until the Goodmans check in on Thursday. A woman named Dixie Landers checked in today with her daughter, Holly. They are occupying suites two and three. They plan oh to be God. here for just over a week. If the if the protagonist of this book like peels off her human skin and there is like a robot 
like Terminator skeleton underneath and she's a robot. Not going to be surprised. I'm assuming Holly is an adult daughter. What? What did you just say? <laughs> I, I think I just said the porniest fucking thing I've ever said. I ass- I'm assuming Holly is an adult daughter. Adult's daughter? Adult daughter. So, so. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Dixie Landers checked in today with her daughter, Holly. They are occupying yes. suites two and three. I'm assuming Holly is an adult daughter. Oh, I, I don't see. know. I don't know why she would assume that, and I really don't know why she would phrase it that way, or why she would give a shit. All of those things. Right. She is. I would say she is probably in her mid-twenties, and her mother is probably around 50. Everyone, Maybe 55. Everyone speaks like a robot. It's hard to tell. The women seem very nice, and they have an interesting reason for being here. They're all not from Earth, and they're right. speaking as if they're trying to yeah. be... A- Earthlings. Right. It's like how the Coneheads say they're from yes. France. These people say they're from Maine. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. I was going to say, what if people in Maine all actually talk like this, but I've been to Maine and they don't. They don't. I took a sip of my tea, allowing the warmth. They don't to... talk much, actually. But they do have those Maine Coon cats, which they're, they're are huge. huge. Yeah. They're huge. I took a sip of my tea, allowing the warmth to glide slowly down my throat. Oh, and mm. what's that? Georgia crossed her legs under her body and leaned forward slightly. Oh. Crossed her legs under, under her, her body. body. Like, I guess uh, it doesn't sound comfortable. I, I can sort of visualize criss-cross it. Crisscross applesauce style. But, but like crisscross applesauce isn't really under your body. If you lean over, I guess so. you yeah, fall over right, on your face, right. it is. That's a weird way to describe it. Dixie was put up for adoption when she, when she was four years old. She told me she didn't remember is anything an about her birth daughter? parents. No, that's the adult daughter's mother, <laughs> okay. who's also an adult. <laughs> <laughs> she told me she didn't remember anything about her birth parents and never spent much time thinking of them once she'd settled into her new home. She got all this from from a hotel guest that just checked mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, if I checked into a bed and breakfast and the and the owner was asked, so, uh, are you adopted? Right. <laughs> I'm just, I'd like, run screaming. Yeah, like, fuck you. Like, I could stay anywhere I want and it's not going to be here. I don't care if you've numbered the rooms or not. Uh, and that's how they get, they get mauled by the 900-pound Maine yeah. Coon cat. She didn't remember anything about her birth parents and never spent much time thinking of, thinking of them once she'd settled into her new home. In fact, according to her, by the time she was an adult, she couldn't... Wow, they're sure saying adult a lot. <laughs> she couldn't even remember their names or what they looked like. But then, a few months ago, she received a small package in the mail that contained a leather-bound journal and a handwritten leather, letter <laughs> from a woman who identified her... I'm going to start that sentence over. <laughs> a few months ago, she received a small package in the mail that contained a leather-bound journal and a handwritten l- written leather. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, let's go. Rip, uh, I did mention doing some warm-up drills. Yep, a handwritten letter from a woman who <laughs> oh, identified herself only as R. Well, it's hard when it says leather, leather and leather. leather. Yeah, leather, letter, leather, letter, in leather, her letter. letter. R stated that she'd been a friend of Dixie's birth mother and wanted to inform Dixie of her mother's death and to send along the only thing she had of hers, the journal her mother had kept around the time her daughter was born. This is from checking into yes. the B&B, uh-huh. all of this information. Right. She didn't, she, like, I, I. here's what goes down when you check into the Inn at Holiday Bay. What goes down? Georgia holds you at gunpoint and says, tell me everything, your entire life story, like all your skeletons in the basement, like, I want to hear it all. Or and, I'm going to cr- kill you. I want to see your family tree, and I want uh-huh. you to tell me everyone who's a child or an adult. Yep. <laughs> exactly. That's the most important thing to me. We need, every time you mention someone, are they a child or an yeah. adult? I mean, even if they're at the top of the <laughs> are tree. Are they legal? If, even if they're at the top of the tree, and they're clearly long dead, That's I right. want to uh, know, are they an adult? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, my, my grandma died as a baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Where was we? She Where didn't was know if we? Dixie was. She didn't know if Dixie was interested or if she had questions about her birth and eventual adoption. Oh, I don't. But she a. indicated in the letter that if she did, the journal would help with them. I wondered how the friend happened to have that journal in the first place, I said. Actually, I'm even more interested in how the friend knew how to get a hold of Dixie if she had been given up for adoption so many years ago. Man, we're out of time, but I never want to stop reading this book. It's like meditation. No. Uh, I did just read in the uh, uh, little synopsis of the book mm-hmm. that the the cat Rufus is a Maine Coon cat, and it's a huge Maine Coon okay. cat. So that does explain this crazy-ass cover where the cat is half the size of... This huge dog. Does anything explain the robots? No. Okay. This is a nut nutso book. Thank right. you. What for are we that. What are we reading next time? We are reading. Please say something about intrigue. Get it with a bank board of directors because that's apparently my favorite thing. <laughs> this book is called Player Exclamation Point. Adult player. A Walker Brothers novel. Okay. The Walker Brothers book two by J. S. Scott. Okay. Uh, you can find us online at Look Inside This Book. Book club. <laughs> oh my god, that is so consistent with how you've been going today. Look inside next, this book club. Next week is going to be better, I swear. Look inside this book club. <laughs> next week com, is five minutes from uh, now. Where you can see uh, uh, the cover of this book, which has a really big cat photoshopped onto it. Uh, and uh, Facebook.com slash look inside TBC, which obviously stands for look inside this big cat. Oh, good job. Um, and where you can, uh, I don't know, weigh in on like, what's going on at your bank? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, what's going on in your life, and who's an adult and who's not an adult? And who's buried in the grave marked with your name on it? <laughs> yeah, that I, I would be curious to know that. Also, we're at 18 patrons on uh, Patreon. Close enough. Patreon? Yep. Patreon. Uh, <laughs> I'm so consistently wrong. Uh, we need to get to 20. We yeah, are we still do. looking to get to 20. Yeah, like... Becky, Becky's got like major like phone phone answering machine blue balls, yeah. <laughs> like because she really really wants to leave this I really dirty do. message. I really do, and I'm going to be so excited; it's going to just shoot out of me. So yeah, please. Like, so if you want that to happen, go to Patreon.com/litbc, where for two dollars a month you can get some bonus episodes, and for five dollars a month you can get bonus episodes plus a moist Mountaineers T-shirt. Which the is- moistest, the Mountaineeriest. It's it's one of why I don't have one of these shirts. Will you send me one? I'll pay you. Yeah, as long as you pay in, everybody pays in. There's there's no free moist no, moisture. No, no free moisture. No free moisture. All right. See you next time. See you next time. Mm, cranky. Cranky.